0: So we have been on the topic growing on to maturity. And it has been a very insightful part. Uh, we started with feeding on the word of God. That's how to grow. We, we, we've been through this topic. I mean, so we've been talking about the reasons why we're supposed to grow. And so today we'll I'll pick it up from where we stopped. We've been on how to grow. And the first one was. Uh, feeding on the word of God. Then the second point was aligning with God. So we've been on aligning with God. During midweek, I actually, um, came to, I talked, about, uh, we dealt with dealing with depression in growing onto maturity. Now, we, we are still on aligning with God, hearing the voice of God, aligning with God, how to end up hearing the voice of God, knowing the things to do, at what point in time. He says, Um, Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Can we start from there? Romans chapter 8 verse 14. says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And the sons of God then means they are the matured ones. You see, they are the ones who have grown to maturity. You see, the safety of every Christian, the safety of every child of God is found, is embedded in his ability to yield to the leading of the Spirit, to the leading of the Holy Ghost. You know a mature Christian, when he is dependent on God. And when I say when he's dependent on God, I don't mean he, everything. God, please. God, give me this. God, No, you, 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 you know that he's mature because he knows that there are certain situations he finds himself, certain things he, he finds doing in his life that he knows that it is only the voice of God, it is only the direction of God that will bring him out or that will keep him in. So, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Now, we looked at ways that the Lord leads us, you see. And this has been, everywhere I've conducted um, a question and answer session, I have people I have people asking me, how do I hear God's voice? How do I hear voice, God's voice? I remember teaching on this topic, how to hear the voice of God. When we, at, we were at Holiday Inn, I taught on the topic, how to hear the voice of God. And when I started, when I wanted to teach that topic, um... A lot of people came because they thought I was going to teach them how I hear prophetically. I hear a name or I see you know, someone's name. They thought that's what I was going to say. So they came waiting for the catch, the thing. Like, how do I hear the voice of God? You know, and they were surprised at the things I was sharing. It's not what they expected. You see, now we talked about the inner witness. Then we came to, you know, uh, Last week, I talked about knowing the will of God through the word of God first. So there are some certain parameters that need to be established before you can say you have heard God's voice or you know God's will concerning a thing. Now, I'm going to step it a little higher. We are still around the same thing, but I'm going to step it a little higher so you understand what is God's voice, when God is leading you, when God is not leading you. Okay. So you're going to pay attention to some of these things because these things have a very massive and great bearing on your spiritual maturity and who you become in God. You see, Christianity is not about, I was, I had a problem, I prayed and it went. You see, it's, it's a, it's a lot deeper. It's bigger than that. So we are looking at certain things that we need to put in place so that we can enjoy the benefits of salvation. We can enjoy the benefits of salvation. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So how to hear the voice of God? Um, the, The topic is going on to maturity in God. Then the subtopic is aligning with God. We are still aligning with God. Put another subtopic under it. Spiritual knowledge, visions, and prophecy. Spiritual knowledge, put under it, spiritual knowledge, maybe put it in brackets. Spiritual knowledge, visions, and prophecy. All right, so 1 Corinthians 2, I'm starting from verse 11. Let me start from 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. He said, God hath revealed. Okay, what has God revealed? Let's go to verse nine. Let's start from verse nine. So we know what God has revealed. He said, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. There are this scripture? People uh, prophesy with this scripture that I had not seen. He had not heard, neither has he entered the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So, someone comes to prophesy to you, say, The Lord says, I have not seen, he has not heard. That scripture is incomplete without the next verse. You see? So, I had not seen, he had not heard, neither has he entered the heart of man, the things that God has, has um, prepared for them that love him. Then, verse 11 says, But the Spirit had revealed. You see? The Spirit had revealed. So that's, that prophecy will be incomplete if it's given. The Lord says, I have not seen. No, it has to be followed with this one. He said, the Spirit has revealed. The Spirit has revealed. So the things that I have not seen, he has not heard. That's why, you know, um, I, I have a very uh, soft spot, or let me say some strong spot for atheists and agnostics. Sometimes when, when they talk, you know that this is full of sense. What they are saying is sense. But it's, it's not spiritual sense. You know, because God, I wrote something on my statement I said, God is not explained. God is revealed. Now, in verse 10, he says, I had not seen. He had not heard. So, you can't take a spiritual matter to the lab. So, something that is, is spiritual, something that comes from God, you will not find it in the lab. Even though they want to bring us to that point and say that if you, there's God, we have to see. But God who says that I had not seen, He had not heard. It has not even entered the heart of man. The thing that God has prepared for them that love me. He said, but the Spirit had revealed. So it is revealed. The things of God are revealed unto a man. If a man does not have, you know, this thing is not revealed. And the, the thing about about um, being it being revealed is not that you can't say I'm going to find it. You can't say that I'm going on a search for it. It must be revealed to you. You can search, you can search the whole place, and it still must be revealed to you. God must uncover it to you. And that's the work of the Holy Ghost. He said the Spirit hath revealed them unto he said, but God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. He said, The Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. That means the Spirit works like Google. The Spirit is a search engine. He said, everything that is deep in God, it is the Spirit that can reveal it. He said, the, the Spirit says all things, yeah, the deep things of God. So verse 11. Look at this point. He said, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him. Hold on. <laughs> he says, what, what, he said, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him. That means everything that is applicable to your life, He said, the best person who knows everything about you is your spirit. That is why people say, something was about to happen. He said, something told me. You see, your spirit, you know, your spirit lives in that place of eternity as well. Your spirit, you know, functions in that vastness with God. So sometimes there's something about to happen in the next one year and your spirit can get the signal. Now I'm going to talk about spiritual knowledge. And this is where a lot of people miss it. I told you last week that when we focus on the spectacular, we miss the supernatural. And I'll show you how it works in between the heavens and the earth. And how knowledge is passed. He said, for what, know, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. He said, even so, the things of God knoweth no man. The things of God knoweth no man. You can't find God in the lab. You can't find God with your eyes. The things of God knoweth no man. No man can know God of himself. The things of God knoweth no man. He said, but the spirit of God. Now verse 12. Now we have received. Now he's talking to the one who is born again now. He said, now we have received not the spirit of the world. That means the spirit of the world. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now this is the point, spiritual knowledge. He says, we think also, no, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know. Now, most of the time, Christians think we have received the spirit of God or we have received God that we might have. So when they get born again, the first, second, third thing they are doing is they are asking God for everything. But one of the first and primary job of the Holy Ghost in your life is to help you to know. Is that call upon me in the day of trouble? He said, and I will show you. He said, he said, I will give you. But we receive the Spirit of God that we might know. That we might know. So the Spirit of God helps us to know. It's the Holy Ghost who helps us to know. It's the Holy Spirit who helps us to know. Now, we're going to, we're talking about spiritual knowledge here now. Now, for example, in the heavens, for example, God might scream in heaven, concerning something, and the only way it will reflect here on earth with you, is just a little sign, little knowledge. It's an inner knowing. When a Christian becomes inside-minded, you will see a lot. Inside-minded. You pay attention to every small, you know, me, for instance, my body I'm very particular about my body, in a sense that my body can give me signal when sickness is coming. I know my, There are some people like that. They know their body so well. they know that when they feel like this, they know it's this. they know it's that. The same way with your spirit, you're supposed to be so inside-minded that you can tell what is happening at what point in time. Now, look at, for example, Elijah was going to pray. He was going to pray for rain he had prayed that there should not be rain now he was going to pray for rain again when he prayed Bible said that he sent his servant to go and check outside seven times now something as big as rain on the seventh count when the servant checked, he said i saw something like the fist of a man then Elijah said he yeah, has stopped praying he said that is it how can something as big as rain coming he says that small sign was enough that small sign was enough to tell that rain was coming so sometimes some people thought that when the accident was going to happen, God should have spoken loudly so that I would hear, say, my daughter, don't go to Kaneshi station today because the car you will sit in, there will be an accident. But then that doesn't happen. A lot of the time, the 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 the, the distance between death and life sometimes can be this small spiritual knowledge. Sometimes it's just small knowledge, it's just a small sign. When I say sign, don't be looking outside. That is a, okay, like saw the face of a man. So you now go and look outside. Say, What's going on now? When you see somebody walk, you say is God trying to show me something? No, inside-minded. You see some, some couples on, on Twitter, you say, God, are you showing me a sign? Is it time for me? See, simple spiritual knowledge, it's an inner knowing. That's why you have to become inside-minded. It's an inner knowing. Sometimes you lose your peace. You plan to go for a party three days to the party. You just lose your peace. No matter who you have promised, you are coming. Cancel it. I gambled with something during camp. I gambled with something during camp, and I paid dearly for it. I was telling them. So when the issue happened, I didn't blame anybody. I didn't shout at anybody. I, I was I was just I was cool, and I said, "Okay, all of you should go." And I smiled, and I went to pay the money. Let me tell you what happened. I was praying three days to camp. All right. The list of the people we had for camp was around a thousand people who were coming for camp. As I prayed, and all these people have indicated that they are coming for camp, they are coming for their list, their name is there, they have indicated. As I prayed, I heard small, and it was not something big. It was so small, so tiny, and it didn't repeat itself. 700. I just, it was just a small whisper, 700. Then, <laughs> when I heard it, I said, No, it was not the normal compelling one. You understand? There are some, some sometimes God speaks to you and it's compelling. This was not the normal compelling one. It was just 700. It was not a normal compelling one. So, you know what? I now called my guys. I said, How many people did you say were coming for camp? And I said, Check again. Go and ask everybody again. They called everybody. Everybody said they are coming on the day of the program, 700. We paid dearly for it because we had already told them. And so they made the rooms available. So we have to pay the room empty. I said, God. So when they told me, I look at everybody, I said, oh, you don't know. I was told by God. He told me the exact number. And it was just a small little sign. And most of the time, pay attention to when you lose your peace. Because sometimes it doesn't last past two days. Pay attention to when you lose your peace. When you lose your peace for a day, you can, you know, maybe I'm just not feeling fine. Maybe. And I taught them last um, on, on Wednesday during midweek. I taught them about spiritual depression. Spiritual depression is a kind of sign. It's a sign, it's not for you to go and look for someone to talk to, it's a sign. And sometimes those signs don't come with all the details. Sometimes it's not even you. It's somebody very close to you. When you ignore it, we'll just wait. Everything will go back to normal. A week, two weeks, a month, one year, something bad happens. say, ah, but he was a Christian. As far as God is concerned, he gave the person the sign. So, spiritual knowledge. Now we have received the Spirit of God that we might know. So the Holy Ghost helps us to know. The Holy Ghost, his work is to help us to know. So you pay attention to your spirit. You pay attention and become inside-minded. Inside-minded. Now, that thing that you, you saw as a spiritual sign, in heaven, it is very loud. When you, 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 you press, you're using a PC or a laptop or something, and there's um, something that's sign there, and you press it hard. Will it show that it's hard? No, you're pressing O, hard. The one who presses O hard, the one who presses one, is the, the same effect on it. The same processing. Most of the time, God speaks and to God it is loud. Let me show you something. First Kings. First Kings chapter 19. I'll start from verse 10. First Kings. Now, at this time, Elijah was having an issue. Jezebel was chasing him all over town. And Elijah started complaining. Now, Elijah was now talking with God. He said, and he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, throw down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, I'm left, and they seek my life. Take it away. Elijah was exaggerating the matter. Verse 11, and he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains. Now, hold on. He said, a great and strong wind rent the mountains. God is talking to Elijah. He said, the Lord is about to speak to you now. And he says, go and stand over here. He said, a great and strong wind ran the mountains. That looks like, wow, God is going to say something today. God is going to say something today. A great and strong wind ran the mountains. The some of you have been waiting for God to talk to you. My daughter, Angela. <laughs> and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Eh? And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Hey. What do you think? When I finish, I'll show you something in the book of Job. Go ahead. Verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after a fire, a still, small voice. A still. 700. <laughs> I getting it, it probably I saw a vision. 700 written on the wall. I so, said, wow, Lord. Then I know I'll call and say, this is what the Lord says. But this one was a still small piece. 700. 700. I want to give you a certain example, but okay, uh, it's a friend of mine. A friend of mine one day, he sees visions, all right? He sees visions. But anytime he's with his beloved, he doesn't see a vision. Because sometimes in the law of the the prophetic, it takes a lot for you to see a vision about somebody you are emotionally connected to. Be it family, it takes a lot. So, dealing with people you are directly connected to, most of the time, you will have to operate as every Christian. Spiritual knowledge, you understand? Your spirit, most of the time. So, that you come out there, you start ministering, then you start seeing vision. But sometimes, in your, <laughs> things that have to do with yourself. Like one day, somebody lost his uh, passport, came to see me. I say, yeah, the losses, the passport is undied. This is the person who you to see it. I have lost things up to now I can't find. <laughs> so this, my friend, was with his beloved. And the beloved had been cheating. Not really cheating, but was talking to somebody else. Now he, for five months, this was going on. The, the young man did not know. So one dawn, he woke up and lost his peace. He woke up and lost his peace. And the and the beloved was lying down and he, he looked at the beloved. And as he looked at the beloved, a still small voice said, Quejo. She's talking to Quejo. <laughs> so my friend. <laughs> so my friend, oh I immediately lost his peace and walk out. Texted later, Who is Kojo? Then a young lady said, You have been going through my phone. Mm. So when they were narrating the story to me, I really paid attention to the story. (laughs) He lost his peace. Lost his peace. You have two job opportunities. One is paying very well. One looks like it's not really paying very well. Don't follow the money because you don't know what will happen in five years. (laughs) Don't know what will happen in five years. And amazingly, sometimes you can decide to go on a a particular, you know, um, uh, you you decide to go on a particular thing, a project or something, you're, you're embarking on something. And you've invested so much, no matter how much you've invested, when you lose your peace, stop. No matter how much you've invested, when you lose your peace, stop. You hold on. When you lose your peace, the next thing to do, is start inquiring from God. Start praying. Most of the time, I' fasting. Like the young man who told me he doesn't know how to fast. I think we don't like food. But sometimes it becomes incumbent. When you want to get the voice very well, and you want to um, distinguish it from your emotions, want to distinguish it from your emotions, you have to add the fasting. Then you have to prolong the prayer till your emotions die. Because in the beginning, you can easily, I'm, I'm, I'm now moving from a still small voice into prophecy now. In the beginning, you can easily profess in your favor. You can hear God for yourself, or as yourself. And I usually like to use relationship issues to explain because most of you can relate. You already like the guy, you already like the girl. So if we say go and listen to the voice of God, first ten minutes. You remember how nice the person is looking. Say thank you, Lord, for Kwame. That is your choice for me, Lord. And God is still smothering, saying, no, "No, it's not me." Then you know, overshadow God's We Say thank you, Lord. <laughs> a little sign. People have lost their lives. Christians have lost their lives because God is not bound to protect you where He did not send you. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You see, you have to first of all dwell in the secret place of the Most High so that you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Before everything said in Psalm 91 can work in your life. So not training yourself spiritually is very costly. Especially training to hear God on the inside is very costly. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 10. That in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, and of things in earth, and of things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Hmm, another time we talk about this, this. is Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, hold on. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out. How can you work out something that has not been worked in? You see, so before God says work out, it means he has already worked something in you. That means God's work is in you. God's work for you is not in heaven. God is not working for you in heaven. Everything that God is doing, I'm showing another way to know the will of God. Or to hear the voice of God. Or to know where you are supposed to be at what time. Bible says concerning the children of Issachar. Bible says, they knew the times and the season. They knew what Israel ought to do. So it says, work out your own salvation with fear and dra- trembling. Verse 13. Look at this. For it is God which worketh in you. Then it says, both to will. Both to will that means one of God's work in you is to help you desire, so sometimes you are asking what should I do in future? what should I be and God has not said anything but God has put in you a desire He has put in you a desire for sowing He has put in you a desire for sololo he has put in an in- in you a desire for something. You didn't hear a voice. You didn't see an angel, but you have a desire. For it is God which worketh in you both to will. I want to see the new living translation of this verse. NLT. Spiritual knowledge. We're still talking about spiritual knowledge now. Now, desire. It says, for God is working in you, giving you the Desire. For some reason, when I see a guitar, I'm happy. For some reason, I can't explain. When I see a, a, a guitar, I'm excited. You might see a guitar and you'll not be excited. For some reason, some of you see football boots, you are excited. It brings a certain joy to you. So God is at work in you and all of the work he does inside you. There are some of you, when you see a microphone, you are excited. When you see somebody presenting on the TV, you're excited. So, one of the ways God talks to us and leads us in the things that we should do. Now, for example, my mom used to say something. She said that most of the time when they took me for programs in, in church, when I was a kid, they took me for programs in church. When the pastor is preaching and I'm sitting with them, I will run away from them. And it is either of these two places I'll go. Either I go to the choir stand or I go to the pastor on the stage. Something was working. You understand? Something is working. When you pray and you pray and you pray, all of you could be praying, but because of this particular thing, that the prayer leads all of us into different places with God. So, after five years of these people attending church together, praying together, this one has become more and more a prayer warrior or an intercessor. This one has become more and more a giver. But they were all praying. They all attended the prayer meetings. It is God now puts a desire both to will. Now, the, 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 God works in them a desire first of all. Then, so after willing, he now, what? And the power to do what pleases him. So, after God is working for desire, he now works for the power to do. God is working you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, one time I, I rose on, on, on my status... I, I, I put something there. I asked a question. I said, which of these, which of the following do, do you find yourself doing mostly? And I put prayer and I put worship and I put studying and I put meditation. When I put it there, um, one young man, you know, he's a, a great music, um, like music minister, worshiper and all that. And he said, he finds himself worshiping more, but he's trying to balance. I said, you don't need to balance. And he was surprised. I said, you don't need to balance. I said, why? Because it is the Holy Ghost who is amplifying what is necessary for your calling. So you find yourself with a desire to do that more because of the face you might be in with God. So some of you need to really pay attention to some of these things. There are certain times that it might not be, you know, the church has not called for fasting, but the moment you're going to pick food, you are, you, you, are, you are feeling like, am I coming to do the wrong thing? No, don't think that, oh, the church is not fasting. What is fasting? I'm not called for fasting. God is probably working something with you in a particular face. It is not written in the Bible, but there's a Bible in every man's heart. He must read it first before he reads this one. So sometimes, I, I remember the whole of 2017. I fasted half of the year. And it was not like I, I stood up and said, half of the year 2017, I'm going to fast. No, I just woke up and I just realized that all of a sudden, a love for fasting had just been building my spirit. A love for fasting has just been you No, know, when I see food, it's so loathsome to me. I don't want to eat. Sometimes when I I, I want to eat, sometimes I, I say, okay, I'm going to 10 days fasting. After the 10 days, 11 days, I'm going to take bread. And I feel like, no, I feel like, no. Then I realized that the Holy Ghost wanted me to continue. Then, within those seasons, something used to happen to me. Within those seasons, I found myself praying indiscriminately. God was modeling something up inside me, which was necessary for my destiny. It is God which is at work in you, but to will. So, He put in a certain desire. And you see something? Within those times, I could, I could stand on my feet, pray 10 hours, pray 15 hours. When I passed that season, to pray two hours was now fight. But doing those things, I don't sleep, I don't feel sleepy. I don't I'm just lying down and I just had a little mattress in my room. Little mattress, my laptop, my phone, and I'm just lying on the mattress with my pillow. I wake up in the morning and there are books beside me. I wake up in the morning, I pick my Bible, I'm reading, I pick a book, then I get down on my knees on the mattress. I will pray till morning. No, what's wrong with this guy? Does he have a problem? No, there was something at work in me. God knew what he's about to do with me in the future. He knew what I was about to do. And so he began to work something in me which was necessary for my future. So you pay attention to where God is leading you. For some reason, the more you pray, the more you have business ideas. For some reason, you don't even understand what's going on with you. The more you pray, the more you are meeting people who are giving you business, you know, ideas, and they are not taking you away from God, but you are getting more insight into business. God is showing you the road on which you are supposed to be walking. You see, you see why it is now unnecessary to compare yourself with another person? Because another person might be going on the road of, you know, uh, probably as he's praying, the Lord is, is showing him U.S. And you are his friend, and all of a sudden your friend gets a visa and says, "No, we are besties. We need to travel together." Then you go, and the more you pray, the more the visa is not being granted. You come to see Pastor. Pastor is tired, so he says, "You will get it." You go, and you didn't get it. And Pastor, so I understand. Sometimes you just want to discard the person at the time. You are exhausted. Go, you get it. And the person goes and they go because of what is at work inside you. The go is interpreting the realm of the spirit that angels go and block. So you go for the visa, you don't get it. Go for the visa, you don't get it. Then you come back, you you are depressed. You think nothing is working for you. Nothing is working for you. Nothing is working for you. But something is working in you. Something is working in you. Ezekiel said, he said, I'll put my law in their hearts. That's why a Christian should be inside minded because what God wants to deal with you first in is inside your heart. There's a manual for you. Written in your heart, there's a manual for you. For some reason, for some reason, if you put a piano here, even though I like music, you put piano here, you put guitar here, I'm going to pick a guitar without thinking. It's something that has been weaved into me. God is at work in you. He's working inside you. Both to will and to do. You see? Both to will and to do. Both to will and to do. He gives you the power to will. He gives you the power to do. The power to will and the power to do. Desire. He puts in you a desire. It's a spiritual knowledge. Deep down inside you, you just know that you're made to preach the gospel. You just know when you see pastors preaching, something ticks on your inside. When you see a prophet prophesying, you something rises on your inside. You just look and say, This is what I'm meant to do. Someone might ask, How do you tell this one is the one God is working in you and your own desire? Let me end with that. Then we pray, we close the service. How do you how do you tell the two? James, book of James. James chapter 4. I start from verse 2, James chapter 4, verse 2. Okay, let's start from verse 1. Mm-mm-mm-mm. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your last that war in your members. Hey. Go to verse 1. In fact, the the King James is not doing justice at this point for some people. So let's use NIV. Oof. Oof. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Hey. Don't they come from desires that battle within you? Alright. Verse 2. You want something but don't get it. You kill and covet. But you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Verse 3. When you ask you do not receive. Because you ask with wrong motives. Hey. Is God speaking to somebody today? Father! This year I must blow. Father! And, And the Father knows that if you blow... All the ladies in Adabraka will not sleep. <laughs> Father. So the more you pray, the more God send angels to even remove the man, the small one you have in your pocket. Father, this year is my year. Father, this year is my year. And God knows, he knows you. He reads your motive look at you. Father, prophetic anointing. And Father knows that if you get prophetic anointing, the reason why you want to get it is because you want to prove to people that you are also there. Because in the fellowship, people have been prophesying and only you, the last prophecy you gave, it flopped. Everybody was prophesying, so you also thought, let me also do something. Hey, my children, my children. The Lord is speaking right now. The Lord is speaking right now that in 3 days somebody will get a new shoe everybody said amen so the problem is not their faith because they believed after 3 days nobody got a new shoe and somebody now said he said ah brother you said after 3 days only get a new shoe at that time you said you did not receive because of your faith but deep down inside you ah god i've been disgraced i will never prophesy again Like when I went uh, one, uh, three days fasting with my friends, We were going to heal cripples at circle. We got there. Bread, bread, bread. Three days fasting. I didn't eat. I was, when, I, even when my legs were shaking, I was ready for a showdown. And as I finished, I told my friend, Lift him up now. The guy nearly <laughs> fell on the floor. The guy, the guy had faith. It's not his faith. I know. I know it's not Because the guy had faith. We said, move. The guy said, I cannot. We lifted the guy. The guy nearly fell from his thing. Then one of his other crippled friends said, why are you not more afraid? I said, I oh. won't. <laughs> it's like we're using them as guinea pigs <laughs> to test our anointing. And this was within the, the first year of my being born again. Man, was I disappointed. Later, through the years, I realized that it was good God did not allow that at that point in time. Because I was not ready to handle something like that. Because imagine a guy stood up. Everybody would gather around a circle. That ministry had started. <laughs> and I was not trained to handle that kind of thing. It would have destroyed me. Because I would have walked home like this. When I see my mother, she calls me. Wait, hold on, hold on. Because some of you got tested with small power. Small power. You are a cell leader, small power. You went for cell meeting. You lay hands on somebody, the person walked. The next time your fellowship leader calls you, I'll be there, I'll just hold on. I'll be there, I'll be. He said, no, come now. sir. said, oh, relax, fellowship leader. The Lord is using all of us. you know there are certain people God will never give them money now they will never get it no matter who prays for them you know God will answer the prayer doesn't matter who prays for you there are certain people they will never have money now until they change (laughs) God said turn ye at my reproof and I will pour out my spirit why? because some people if they get money now They will come and tell the pastor, listen, you have to change the structure of the church. Oh my God, who bought fans for the church? He bought the fans for the church, then um, later he came and said, "Um, he has to take the fans (laughs) away. The the pastor has not been preaching the real gospel. So he's taking the fans back to his house. Someone who gave tithes. Because that day, that tithe was heavy. He said the pastor should account for what is being done with the tithes. You need slaps. (laughs) Those that some people, if they get money, God is in trouble. God, um, Pastor, um, Listen, those who are rich, Those who are doing something for God, they are the ones who are humble. (laughs) Right here. (laughs) Uh, Right here, even in this church. Those who are even doing something for God, who have people listening to them, people responding to them, they are the ones who are the most humble. If I call them today, they see that as a privilege that I've called them. But they are the ones who are controlling things. always the ones who don't know anything who are nothing so we're all children of God they say hey this person is a man of God or am I animal of God <laughs> they, say, they will never have money so God will make sure they don't have money <laughs> A dear, a dear soldier, he was a high military-ranking person at the airport. And one day, his pastor arrived at the airport. And he's a high-ranking person. His pastor arrived at the airport. Then he went, all his subordinates saw. saw him kneeling down. Then the pastor said, no, stand up, stand up, stand up. What he told the pastor was, he said, pastor, there is pride in every man. And every man must make up his mind to conquer it. See, because he could have also said, ah, this is my territory. He said, there's pride in every man. And every man will make up his mind to conquer it. I mean, look at, look at our man who got Pastor Chris. As great as he is, that one man who can have a meeting at a stadium, one million people. One million. 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, 400,000. One million people attended. He stood, when um, they were celebrating uh, Benzin you know, anniversary, yeah, death and, he, said, he stood on the path and said that when Ben wife calls him, he said he goes on his knees. Ah, great people are humble. He said when Ben Siddhartha, because when he was a younger person, Ben Siddhartha was a big shot, and the wife, these are people that he looked up to at the time. So it doesn't mean where he's standing now, you know, he should now you know, say we are all the same. No. You give honor to whom honor is due. So God looks at people's hearts and sees their motives. That's why certain things they ask for, they never get. So you will never see God at work in you, moving you in the place of his desire because your motives are wrong. He said you ask with wrong motives. He said that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So that the thing you're asking for is because you know you want a face among certain people. You want to be famous for yourself. You know, when you come to God, eh? And you have a quest for fame. Whether it's ministry, music, <laughs> your road is very long. I tell you, papa, because you came with an... You, you want everybody to know you. Eh, no problem. No problem. So God will now start boxing with you. You know what he wants to do? He wants to break your tie. Like Jacob. So he will now start boxing with you. You will never understand. Just because you want to be great, you never understand the things that are happening to you. Oh God, poof. Then you don't, one problem like this, has just, people are insulting you until you have no reputation of yourself. Until you come to that place and say, that, look, I don't even want to be Yes. When I was a, a, an assistant fellowship leader, before I became a fellowship leader, when I, when I because my fellowship leader was such that he was very shy. But he was my leader. He was very shy and timid. So anywhere we go, he makes me preach. Or he makes me pray for the people. And miracles were always happening. And I was the one with the prophetic gift. So anywhere we went to, I would say, the Lord is saying right now over here. This, this, it. So every time I was the center of attraction, anywhere we went. It got to a time I started feeling, you know, this leader cannot do without me. I'm the one with the ministry. And I was, assist- I was his assistant. I'm the one with the main ministry. This, uh, he's, just, he's just following me around. So I tried to separate myself. The more I tried to separate myself, I, I, I could never separate myself. Every time I tried to separate myself to be on my own, to be, you no, know, it was never happening. It was never happening until God worked something in me. You know, for me, advice doesn't work for me. God must come and talk to me. God worked something in me. Broke something inside me. Until I didn't want to leave him. I, I, I didn't want to leave the leader. I didn't want to leave him. I was just, no, I was not happy. I, I, I told him when I said, I would like to save you forever. When he has anything to do, he brings me. Now I said, I'll type it for you. This was my schoolmate. But he was, he was in Pope John's house in St. Peter's when we completed from SS. So we had just entered the university. Anything he wants to do, he was my mate. And I'll say, oh, you want to do this? I'll, I'll type it for you. What, what, what do you want to eat? I'll go and buy it for you. Yes. Until I didn't want to leave him. That was when God now took me out. When I was going, I was not happy. I said, I can't leave my leader like this. You see, there is a, there's a thing. It's that like God resisted the proud. When you see someone who is suffering and he's proud, that means not the devil. God told the devil, hold on, I'll handle him myself. <laughs> yeah, when you see a proud man, is God handling his situation. When the is trying to sell devil, you don't know this way. God resisted the proud. He elbows the proud. The proud is trying to go. Elbow him. Elbow him. If you have a problem with devil, you pray to God. If you have a problem with God, lift up your hand and thank the Lord. Go ahead and thank the Lord. Yes the Lord yes the Lord yes baroske parakata your life is moving from glory to glory Your life is moving from glory to glory because you're observing the word of God and what God has to say Branto shala Le branda Cachore Balacan de Brasta, le bota, le bota, le bota, le bota, le tabota, le bota, le bota, le tamo, le tabota, le malamanda, le malamanda, le bota, le bota. Leta Boja Bala Jabala yabalabola Bola Bo Sheka Bala Ma Ra Kama Ba Rabala Bola